The more you confront fear, the more you challenge the thoughts that say you can't do it, the less frequently they happen. Whatever that thing is that you've been pondering for a long time, planning for a long time, if you're like me, just do it. Welcome. This is your host, award-winning travel journalist and content creator, Jeff Jenkins. And you're now listening to Inspired 2022, the podcast where entrepreneurs, creatives, and the highly motivated goal to be inspired. This includes Y-O-U. We have an amazing show for you today. So Genevieve, take it away. Thanks, Jeff. We're closing out this season of the Inspire 2022 podcast with special guest, Denisha Jenkins. For over 13 years, Denisha has developed talent, designed programs, and facilitated high-impact trainings and workshops on various diversity-related topics within a wide array of industries. While candid discussions on race, gender, ability, and religion are challenging, Denisha is known for her uncanny ability to disarm, affirm, and equip leaders with the tools they need to disrupt harmful biases. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the beautiful, my wife, Mrs. Jenkins, Denisha Jenkins in the building. Hello. I'm so glad that you're here today. It's very interesting, y'all. She's in the other room, but I'm excited to have her on because, to be honest, she's one of the main or biggest reasons for Chubby Diaries being as successful as it is. I actually went through a lot. Like, I went down memory lane or I was looking through papers and articles as we're continuing to build out our data room for the business that I saw all the stuff that we worked on three, four years ago that now is being implemented. And honestly, some of that stuff just took forever to do. So I'm very grateful. I really appreciate her. And I'm glad that she's here today on the show. Yay. Well, it is an honor. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here. So we already just named off all your little accolades, not little, but uh, amazing accolades. My question to you is, so even from that moment of you getting started with your business, you're an entrepreneur, right? 2017 going into 2018 is when you really were making that process and that switch of like, hey, I think I'm going to go for it full time. Where were you at in that moment? And where was that like catalyst or that moment where you switched and was like, you know what? I'm deciding to go for it full time. and What did you have to do in those moments? Yeah, so I had shared with Jeff that I had a desire to be an entrepreneur, to have my own business, businesses. One of the things that we were attracted to each other, we had like a a dreamer, big dreams. Um, And I have been a consultant on the side. I've done freelance work for years. I've had like a small DBA. But what was the catalyst for me was being at work and not feeling I was giving my best. And I'm a Christian. And so I felt convicted about not being at my tip top shape of excellence at work. So it was just kind of like going through the motions, getting stuff done. I wasn't slacking, but I I felt that, that there's so much more in me that I could be doing. And that place that I was, that position I was in was not the place that was going to really open me up to do that at the season of life. And so I felt convicted about allowing myself to feel stuck for a long time and holding on to security or a sense, false sense of security and not wanting to rock the boat. In addition to you and a friend of mine, uh, Megan, even though you reminded me, you kept pushing that I could do it, but it was going to lunch with a friend, 
Megan and we we had started a ministry program together and we were having lunch. She's like, Nina, what is this big fear that you have? Like, what's the worst scenario that you're telling yourself? And I was like, I don't know that I'm going to be poor living under a bridge. Like it was a very extreme scenario. And I also shared with her that I felt like the Lord had told me that I had until May 1st or things were going to get really uncomfortable for me. And I didn't know what that was. So there was the fear of God and then having my friends being like, just go out there. And plus you have community. No one's going to allow you you and your husband to ever be living under a bridge. Like that's not even a real thing. So stop living in fear. So that was the catalyst for me to just go out and just do it. Oh, that's, that's really good. And and this is a fun little episode. This is, or this is going to be a fun (laughs) little episode because I know so much about you because I, we stay in the same room (laughs) together. (laughs) But I like just even thinking about that, how I know that there are multiple people and you know what, when I first resigned as a teacher and went into full-time entrepreneurship and stuff like that. A lot of people came with concerns for me and our household, but they didn't come talk to me. They came and talked to you, which is very interesting. Why do you think that they came to you instead of me? Did that actually affect your decision in uh, going full-time as well? Because they seem so concerned about me that they might have that same opinion about you or both of us doing it at the same time. Yeah, I do think we shocked a lot of people of having two startups in one household. And we were still technically newlywed. We were still a newlywed high. We weren't even two years fully when we were first starting to talk about like, we're going to do this. So in hindsight, I think based on what you've told me about, which has been a part of my personal growth and which I'm so excited that you're my partner in life, is that you remind me of things I don't see. So the reverence people have for me, I don't think I was as aware of that. And and you're always reminding me of my attribute or trait of wisdom. And so I think maybe that resonates to people, which I think is why I like being an advisor, right? A consultant. People come to me for guidance and direction and they trust me. So I think as far as people coming to me about you is just kind of like, we're like, a, a, not a check and balance, but like, I'm another layer of assurance for you and I'm your partner. So I think that was one of that part of it. And I think for me, because I also have this really strong loyalty thing, which has harmed me, right? Of staying in places and businesses, of feeling responsible to see something through. Whereas a consultant, you don't get to walk the entire process out. And so I think for most people to go to consultant stage, you have to get to a place of relinquishing ownership of things. And so for you, that loyalty to you, that like mama bear wolf thing that I have, I think that even not necessarily prove people wrong, but wanting us to really succeed. I think that really challenged me or pushed, propelled me forward for, no, we can do this. Like he's going to do great and I'm going to do great. And it just sparked a different level of belief in us. And I love it. I love it. And it's turning out great. What, what would you say? How mind-blowing it is that, one, we're not living under a bridge. All of our bills have been paid, literally paid for the past three, four years. And we even survived the pandemic and actually grew through the pandemic when, yeah. when a lot of people did not. We None of us, we did not get any PPP loans and we were able to just continue to persevere. That really speaks a lot. And I, and I love that. And I appreciate you because I, I know for a fact not having a strong partner like you to help us get through. It not it funny that we had moments to where it was, 
when one person was down, the other person lifted that person up. And when the other person was down, that person lifted the other person up. It was always a yin and yang kind of thing happening. Like when one was down, we doing it together. So uh, it's literally like being in a co-working space. <laughs> we have two offices. And so it's like we have these different parts of our house or like those community spaces of like, oh my gosh, I have this meeting today and I'm overwhelmed. We're able to still create some form of workspace. Love that for that yin and yang dynamic. So I think that was important. Okay, for question for you. Do you think that it is wise or do you think that multiple couples could do what we did and starting two businesses at, at the same time and quitting and going for broke? <laughs> you know, I think it's wise if there are, if you have healthy communication and ongoing communication, I think there's some pieces that are foundational to that kind of decision, right? And then there's also the consideration of the personality types that you have. I know when we first started, we I can't remember that person's name, but we did like the entrepreneur DNA or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow, you're this one. You're the opportunist and I'm the specialist. And that also shows up in all of other ways of our relationship dynamics. It would be unwise if you haven't done some of the due diligence of your relationship first before going into go for broke, fail fast, as you say, like, let's just go all in. And I think there's just conversations that have to be had around expectations, right? Like some people are much more rigid and conservative. I'm the more conservative person in our dynamic, right? I think so. No, you, no, you <laughs> are. You are. I was thinking to myself, no, you know what? But it was the other way around, I felt. Yeah, I mean, it was the other way around this, before. I'm like a just do it type of sometimes mm-hmm. attitude, but I'm like a calculated risk person. I'm like, what's, I like to weigh like, what's the worst that could happen? And then I'm like, ah, that's not that bad. I'm still going to do it. You have to have a, to be honest about like, what's the dynamic of your marriage or your partnership? And what is the place where you all will cut off and be like, okay, having those ongoing conversations of like, okay, it's not going well fast enough. And we have things, what kind of changes are we going to make? So I think it, it's not unwise, but there are things I'm pretty sure that we conversations we had we known better we would have had those conversations earlier. But that's just the process of entrepreneurship. There's just a lot you don't know to get into it. No, I love that. I love that. This episode is brought to you by the Cardia Advisory Group. Is your organization or brand struggling with how to attract, develop, and support culturally diverse teams? Perhaps you are the owner, tenured executive, or rising leader who wants to ensure equity and inclusion but have no idea what to do or where to start. At Cardia, they specialize in helping organizations create inclusively diverse spaces where people thrive. Cardia Advisory Group is a Black-owned, woman-of-color-led firm that prioritizes institutional transformation and individual activation. Change is both possible and sustainable when industry leaders are willing, equipped, and committed to a new future. Book your consultation today at cardiaaustin.com. Cardia Advisory Group, engineering inclusively diverse cultures, one leader at a time. Moving on to just your business and how it continues to flourish and preferably by this time, or even when it comes out, you would have already sealed the deal on one of your major contracts, one of your top highest grossing contracts you've ever had. What is DEI consulting in the sense of as a startup and you having your own firm? Can you like share with the audience a little bit what that is? 
Yeah, so I, I can say as far as my consultancy, we focus on creating inclusively diverse spaces and we build that by targeting leaders. So we really focus on making the change one leader at a time. As far as diversity, right? So there's that tier of like, who's in the room? Who's represented? Because you could have an all woman staff and there'd be diversity, right? So I think diversity is just the dimensions of the ways we're similar and the ways we're different. But when it comes to equity inclusion, that's another layer, right? So it's more than just having people in the space. It's like, how do they engage? How are they contributing? How does the space make them feel? Are they thriving there, right? Because it's it's one part to be a builder and a part of something and there's some ownership. And then there's the other when someone's like, we built this for you, give us feedback. It's a totally different type of dynamic. So for entrepreneurs or for techs and startups, we've worked with some startups and some small organizations, there has to be this intentionality. And I start by exploring organizations like the heart of the organization, right? So when you're talking about what your mission is, like what is the vision of how you see that playing out? And if you're big on and you want innovative solutions, you want impact, you have to make sure that you have a variety of people who are part of that process and when you're starting with like hiring and instead of culture fit, you're really looking for like culture ad. Like how could, you know, a CFO who has a totally different background culturally or, you know, an accountant who has a different background be able to challenge and push us as an organization to expand and to stretch and to have the infrastructure where we can navigate cultural differences and cultural nuances in a healthy way, right? Because with difference, you're always going to have disagreements. Conflict is, is inevitable. So if you're a person, you want to be complacent, <laughs> D&I, being diverse, equity, inclusion, it's going to be really hard for you. Like if you want to be great and you want to go far, you want, there has to be intentionality in that. And so from whoever you put on your board, the venture, the investors that you get, really thinking about like, how can they make us better? And how can we cultivate this type of dynamic where they can speak freely and make mistakes and recover and and we're better for it versus let's just stay the way it's always been the easiest way. Because the way the countries are growing and the markets are growing and, and economically, how certain classes and different groups of people, communities are growing. If you want to be able to reach people, you're going to have to do business different. I really like that a lot. And I can tell you that you're, you're a game changer. I know that there's a lot of people who uh, one come to us and like one, the moment we say it, I have been like, "Oh, we need you. <laughs> mm-hmm. My organization needs you." And and yeah. you actually have worked with a few of the companies that I've worked with as an influencer and a and a blogger, where I've done campaigns with them, and then they hear about you because I talk about you all the time, and they're like, "Oh man, we need her in here." And so I'm super excited about that. Last question that I have. Returning to just like you as a person in a way, what used to be your biggest weakness? I would say working in isolation. I have had a career that has afforded me a lot of autonomy mm-hmm. in my work. And I share this story often because I had a supervisor when I was leaving Disney and she told me that I underestimate how much people want to be a part of what I'm doing. And I underestimated the influence I had in the workplace. And I think just, I wouldn't call it imposter syndrome syndrome per se, but just not considering opportunity and like really 
leveraging the gifts in other people. Like I would see it. I would notice it. I would speak to it. I have like a relational type of personality, but I wasn't really engaging people in ways because I just thought that they wouldn't be interested. Right. So working in isolation and having your own ideas and stuff that got in my way, I think even transitioning into entrepreneurship, because I did a lot of work on my own and I had come from having, I went into a job where I was on a team. I wanted to be on a team. So that's something that used to be like my weakness that I would just do everything on my own, (laughs) get it all done. And now I really understand the value of a team and investing in people to go with you, how important that is. I love that. I love that. Wow, wow, wow. So our last two questions, the questions that we ask every guest that comes on. First question is, what are you inspired to do, be, have for 2022? Do, be, have. Do, scale my business. I want to double my revenue. Be balanced, healthy. I want to be healthy in 2022. And then have family, little person. I want to have a little, little, little Jeffrey or a little Nina in 2022. I like that. That's the best answer we have ever got on this show. Uh, I really, I really like that answer. So last question. Can you give us some words of encouragement for our audience? Sure. The thing that always resonates with me the most is do it afraid. And I give credit to one of my great friends here. Her name's Candace Smith from the Suchy Much. And she's always pushing me to just do it. You know, it doesn't have to be as pretty as I think it is, but the more you confront fear, the more you challenge the thoughts that say you can't do it, the less frequently they happen. And you can capture them a lot quicker and you're amazed yourself, right? And so I would say do it afraid that whatever that thing is that you've been pondering for a long time, planning for a long time. If you're like me, you can strategize before executing. You can strategize it into the ground. It's just do it. Those are good answers. Ladies and gentlemen, Denisha Jenkins, thank you so, so much for being on today. Wow. I loved your answer for your words of encouragement. Thank you for being a partner for the show as well. Is there anything that you have coming up or anything that you want people to to go to? I would say, I mean, I'm not as big of an influencer as you are, but uh, you can find me on Denisha Speaks at Instagram. I have opened up my calendar for this year and for 2023 for more speaking engagements and diversity talks. And and so if you're interested in having me and my team come in, you can definitely contact me there. Also, my company, we've launched a new inclusive leadership program. And so if you would like more details about how you and your team could go through that or your executive team and managers can go through that, you can contact us at www.cardiaaustin.com. Appreciate you. Thank you once again for being here. We'll leave all of her links in the show notes below. See you on the next episode. Thank you. You just listened to Inspire 2022 with Jeff Jenkins, presented by Chubby Diaries. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. Catch our next episode on Tuesday at 5 a.m. Stay inspired, my friends.